Welcome to our Valentine's Day special here on Draw, Lose or Draw. I'm joined by David Forrest. David, hello. Hello. Rhys Haldane's here. Hello, Rhys. Right, boys. Good to be back on. And Jimmy McDonald's also here. How are you doing, Jimmy? All right, I'm not too bad. Uh, like Rhys said, it's good to be back. Yep, so for Valentine's Day, we're just going to talk about all the things that make us love Partick Thistle, how we fell in love with Thistle, how we stayed in love with Thistle, and just some of our favourite things that we've heard and seen through the years of following them. So we'll just start off with, David, I'll come to you. Why did you become a Thistle fan? I, I went on a bit of a roundabout route becoming a Thistle fan. I grew up in a Rangers family um, and had kind of ostensibly followed Rangers, so like watching them on the telly and stuff like that growing up as a kid. When I got to about 15, 16, I kind of, I still followed football, but I didn't really follow it that much. I was too busy being a golf, to be honest, to really bother about football and stuff like that. And then I went to uni Around about the time that the Rangers administration thing happened, uh, there was a game, a Glasgow Cup game at Firhill uh, involving Rangers and Celtic. I believe it was the first Old Firm game of any sort after the whole liquidation thing happened. And uh, all the Rangers and Celtic fans rioted at Firhill and broke seats and stuff and were fighting and all that. And that's why they don't have fans at Glasgow Cup finals anymore. But um, when I, I seen it, I remember, I, I can't remember who was the like the, the, cha- the chairman or whatever at the time, but they came out in the STV News and they said they couldn't afford to fix the seats because of the, um, the amount of damage had been done. They couldn't afford to do it. And I decided at that point I was just going to go see Fissile and just keep paying money and just keep going to see them buying tickets until they'd fixed the seats, so to speak. Like It wasn't that much money, but it was a bit of an expense. And I thought, I'll just keep going. Obviously, I'm not going to be able to do it all myself, but I'll just keep going. I'll give them money and sort of buy shirts and stuff like that uh, to help them out and that. And I went uh, championship season a wee bit. And then the premiership season, the first premiership season back, absolutely fell in love with them. And yeah, it was just a case of like, I, I remember like when I was a kid, like I was always that, you know, we always take the piss of old Trump fans and they always say, oh, we are their second team, you know, we, you know, they like to see us do well and stuff like that. I was that stereotypical fan as a kid. I remember watching the Damon Gray game. I was always, I always found it quite boring watching Rangers and Celtic a lot of the time because they just won all the time. And I always quite enjoyed it when they get beat by lesser teams. And I remember that was the first time ever ostensibly supported party Fissel was watching that game going I kind of hope that Fissel beat Rangers because it would be it would be quite good to see them get the get the semi-finals but um but yeah it was just a case of old Trums being old Trum fans me hating them <laughs> becoming a Fissel fan because of it I think that's that's the case for a lot of people in Glasgow it's just they they're not attracted to Rangers or Celtic for several reasons and Fissel are the, the obvious option Jamie what about you how did you get into Fissel? Uh, basically, back in 2013, my dad was like, do you want to go to a game? So he took me, my cousin and my really good friend to a game. And yeah, really enjoyed it. And my granddad had been a fan on my mum's side and he'd gone to games with my mum. But he died when I was really young, so I never went to games with him or anything. But kind of had that family connection there. So I was like, I really want to go back. And 
went to a couple games in the championship season. Unfortunately, I only went to four of those uh, the season that they won the league. But I picked uh, picked some good good games to go to. Uh, picked the morning games. Obviously, it's so important for us. Managed to go to a few other good ones. The Dunfermline game where the uh, trophy got uh, presented. So yeah, I just I loved that season. Even though I uh, wasn't a huge fan at the time, I'd only just getting into it. That made me really fall in love, just how much of a family club it was and how welcoming all the supporters were. And yeah, I absolutely loved it. I've never never looked back since, even though we've had some dreadful seasons. I always go to every game. Just love it. Reese, what about you? Well, it was actually almost kind of like fate for me that I ended up becoming a Thistle fan because I remember I was in primary school one day. I must have been eight years old or something. Eight or nine. And... Um, we got handed out these leaflets, it must have been, from the SFA it must, or the SFL or whatever it would have been at the time. It was like an initiative to try and get fans to go to games. And I just looked at it. It was like every game in Scotland. And Thistle was my nearest team. <clears throat> and I remember asking my granda, would you want to take me to this party at Thistle game? Because I used to watch games with my granda all the time when I was younger, like Italian games, English games, and that, like on the TV. But he would never tell me what team he supported. I just thought it was weird, but he would never tell me. And then I asked him to take me to this Thistle game and like his eyes just purely lit up and he was like, oh, like, I'm, I'm a Thistle fan. I've just stopped going in like the last like five years or whatever. Like, I just didn't believe him at first, but then he showed me all these photos like him, David McParland and that. He like went to every game and he just kind of like fell away from it. So I was like just happy that I asked him if he could take me because way back in the day, he took my dad and my uncle to a game and my dad fell asleep. Like my dad hates football and my uncle ended up being a Celtic fan. So I just think he didn't want to like force me into being a Thistle fan or whatever because like my dad hated football. So I remember going to, I think my first game would have been about 2008, 2009. We beat Berwick Rangers 5-1. I think it was Chris Erskine's home debut and they scored twice. Um, and I remember thinking, you always think like, oh, it's going to be like this every week. We're going to just do teams in every week. And I must have seen about 10 games max in those hundreds of games where we've scored five goals since. So it's not been plain sailing, but I wouldn't change it for the world. And it was like, ever since then, I just fell in love like straight away. Like, I just got addicted to it. I just, like, everything about going to Fur Hill, going to the away games, like, you actually can't beat it. I remember I used to, like, when I was younger, I used to do karate and I was, like, I was pretty good at it, like, black belt and that. And I, I remember I was representing Scotland one day and Thistle were playing. Queen of the South at the same time and I was at Palmerston and I wanted to be at Palmerston so badly like, I didn't want to be at this karate tournament sort of thing so the whole time like, I was checking my phone it was like 1-0, 2-0, 3-0 Thistle and I think we ended up winning 5-0 and I was fuming the whole day there was only one place I wanted to be and it was at the Thistle game it's just it's when I feel like when you start supporting any team to be honest but Thistle more so something just hooks you from the start and you, it's so addictive I'm quite similar in the sense that my granddad was a Thistle fan tourist. I wasn't really hooked from the start. I, when I was sort of six or seven, uh, my mum's a Thistle fan too, and she took me to like a lot of clubs I could take into Ibrox, Fur Park, Fur Hill, Celtic, and then Bolton a couple of times. And I wa- wasn't really like forced into sporting any team. My first Thistle game, I think, was 2004. So it was a Dick Campbell era, and it was a nil-nil draw at home to Clyde at Fur Hill. So it didn't really hook me in at first. And I did. I still went to the odd game, but I would say when I was a kid, I, I went to a lot of Bolton games, and I, I went to sort of a lot of Scottish games just for my pals, but never really Thistle. And it was not until a few years, maybe Jackie McNamara's team, where I started to go regularly. And I was quite lucky that when I was a kid, well, for part of when I was a kid as well, they had the under 16s or under 18s. I can't remember. It was under 18s or 16s getting free, so I sort of caught the tail end of that and that really hooked me to go in all the time obviously I feel like paying adult now but it's it's hooked me since then and uh, I, as Jamie said there's uh, there's no looking back even though we've been through some some dodgy times David, myself and Reese have already spoken about our memories of our first games do you want to tell us a bit about yours and then Jamie I'll come to you with the same question my first whistle game actually was in the away end um, supporting the, the other team it was the 14th of October 1995. Uh, my uncle is a huge Rangers fan. He used to follow them home and away all over the country. Went to European days and stuff like that as well. Um, I'd always you know, uh, take him to the bus in, uh, on the Saturday morning to see him away for wherever he was going that week. And always, always wanted to go. My birthday is the 13th of October. So for my sixth birthday, he decided he would take me because the game was at Fur Hill. And as he paid his fee in to get into the ground, I snuck under the turnstiles because I was far more youthful and smaller and able to get into these wee gaps. So he, he, I managed to crawl me under the turnstiles so I didn't need to pay again. 
we actually get scudded 4-0 by Rangers that day. Um, but I mean, with the team that they had at the time, they like Gaza and Loudrup and McCoist and even players like Richard Goff and Gordon Jury and stuff like that, that were all, you know, international players, you know, in Champions League, I believe they played Juventus, the, you know, a couple of days afterwards. Um, you know, that sort of team to come to for Hill, um, it was always going to be a tough task for Fissile. And um, I think my uncle still harbours a deep resentment about the fact that he took me to go see Rangers play Fissile in the hope of turning me into a Rangers fan and then I ended up with a Fissile season ticket. And then my first game as an actual Fissile fan um, was on the 11th of September 2004. Uh, we played Queen of the South at Firhill and we got beat with Juan Ramon Hiscalis scoring the only goal for us in a 2-1 defeat. I have a friend from where I used to live called Jamie Carr um, who was a big Fissile fan. He used to go every week. He was once... Um, on Scott Sport and listed in the daily record as a disgruntled fan after he launched a pie at a St Mirren player at a Fissile game once. Uh, I was good friends with him and a couple other people were quite into football at, at that time and he, he went with us to Firhill. Things I remember from the game, I remember us looking for the programme notes and seeing the team of like Armandoni, Johnny Vanee, Manny Panther and Juan Ramon Escalas and just thinking we had this exotic team of world beaters. And then we went 1-0 up after 9 minutes, and I was like, yeah, we do, we have a team of, of world beaters, Jerry Britton there, all that, it's going to be great. And then we conceded two goals, and probably deservedly lost the game, because Queen and South were better for most of the game. Um, I don't know, by the memory, was meeting PT the Tukin, a long-forgotten mascot, it feels now, with the sort of dominance of Kingsley, but I got my photo taken on a really bad camera phone uh, with PT, and yeah, it was it was a fun day. Um, but the the main thing was is that by the time I actually became a Fissile fan, I'd been to more Fissile games than I had any other team, and as well as that, I'd never seen as one. So I'd really set myself up very well for a lifetime of agony. Jamie, do you want to tell us about your memories of your first game supporting Fissile? Uh, yeah, my my first game was a 3-0 win against Dumbarton. Stevie Lawless scored twice and Doolan got the other one. Uh, it was in March 2013, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, yeah, it was a it was obviously a very good game to start with. It was uh, enjoyable. I don't think we've beaten Dumbarton in the leagues <laughs> since then, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but, yeah, no, we didn't because I swear we drew down all against them on the last day of the season. Uh, we drew down all against them, obviously, this season. So we haven't beaten them since then, but... Yeah, it was just a great game to go to. Obviously, a lot of goals. Uh, it gave me maybe a slight false impression of Fissile that season because of how well they did. But, uh, yeah, it was just a really enjoyable time. And I remember that's back when they played the uh, the music that we used in the podcast at the start and the end. I, I love that music over the tannoy. And Stevie Law was doing his wee dodgy DJ dance that he did when he scored. I remember seeing that from the celebration. And obviously, I saw the King, uh, Chris Dillon, score. As well, so yeah, it was just a just a great start to watching Fissile, and yeah, I just kind of got addicted after that. I went to the Morton game after that, then the Rafe Rovers game we drew now now when we could have won the title, and the free freedom family game that season. But uh, it was obviously a great season overall. Wish I could have gone to more of it, and appreciated it more at the time. But yeah, it was just a good start. Reese, do you want to talk about the the sort of pre-match rituals that you might be missing at the moment? What do you do in match day? I'll touch on kind of how they've evolved over the years. Well. Back in the day when I first started going, um, obviously I was like eight years old or whatever, obviously can't drive, and my granddad didn't drive, so but I, sometimes I used to beg my mum to take me to the games just to get a lift, and then when me and my granddad would just go us to, I'd walk from his house or whatever, so Bears Den all the way to Mary Hill, get a coffee, get a, a roll sausage or whatever on the way, and it was just like, it was a good build-up to your day, because you'd leave the house early, and it just it's like a full day event going to the football, so I used to always look forward to it, still do to this day. But obviously nowadays, like I drive myself in that, so don't really have any sort of superstitions building up to the match as such. But <laughs> I do have superstitions because see if we win a game. <laughs> this is going to sound so weird. If we win a game, whatever I'm wearing that day, I'll wear that again the next week, and then I'll keep wearing it until as long as we keep winning on that same day, I'll wear that like the next Saturday. Do you know what I mean? But if we lose, then it doesn't matter. I'll just wear whatever. But and then I've got another one that's so weird, like I never tweet on the day of a game day because like obviously I tweet all the time on Twitter, like and it's always about Fissile, but see if, if ever I tweet about Fissile on the day of a game, we always get beat. 
and I don't know why I'm just so superstitious about stuff like that. So like, on a Saturday until kickoff, I'll I'll never tweet until the game's done. Every Saturday, like you could go back and check, I'll never tweet before a game. It's just pure weird, but it's one of the things that I just do. Yeah, I used to do that as well with uh, oh, what you wear slightly different. I used to if we, I went to a game and I was wearing the away kit and we won, I'd wear the away kit like you said until we lost, and then change after that to like the home kit or whatever. Or if I wore an old kit, I'd wear that until we lost. So. Uh, on the bus, if I, if I ever show up in the same kit a couple games in a row, it's because we haven't got beaten on it. That's that's about it. I did just to do that as well, but I kind of stopped doing that much. I used to have something quite similar, but it was like the opposite because I did buy three or four kits, and it was at the start of the seasons when we were in the Premiership, and we always got off to a slow start. And I'd wear the new kit for four or five, or the new top for four or five weeks. It was like the 16, 17, and the 17, 18 season, and we wouldn't win, and I'd be like well, I need to change my kit, what I'm wearing to the games. And it, it just made you think, is the, the new kit unlucky every year? So only a Thistle fan can think that. It's normally you wear a, Mate, wear a top till you lose, but it's now change your top till you win. It's so weird because like, obviously you have no difference on the game at all, but you do everything in your power to make sure that your team wins. You start thinking, if I wear that T-shirt, we're going to have a better chance of winning today. It's, it's weird, mate, but it's just the way that a football fan thinks. I am used to, uh, I, I have a superstition as well where I hate going to the toilet during a game because I've been to several, several big games. Like the Rangers 2-2 one, remember one that Erskine gets sent off? Um, I went to the toilet twice in that game and both times Rangers scored. And then it happened against Aberdeen and I think it happened against Celtic as well. Over like in one season, every time I went for a pitch, we conceded a goal to the point where like, I used to go to I like I would turn up here like turn up before the game and make sure I went to the toilet before the game and make sure I went at half time because I knew that if I went during the half <laughs> we would concede a goal. Terrifying. And then like I remember I had friends who came over with with me and then it happened when I was there and then they were like trying to stop me from going to the toilet and stuff like that because it because it happened twice in a game and they're like you can't go to the toilet again because every time you go we can see the goal it doesn't happen anymore but there was a season the, the relegation season would have happened a lot and it just spooked me to be fair there's not many people that enjoy going to toilets in scottish football grounds i can think of one and he's been recently let go by hamilton Ackies. but uh, did you not miss the aziz goal by going to the toilet David <laughs> I did, that, was a, that was a good one where i i went to the, i went to <laughs> Toilet Parkhead and we scored, which was a um, a rare one, but it's usually always the other way. So I that was the one time when it, of course, it was the one time when it happened the opposite way. I, I've got a wee thing as well. It's not really a superstition, but when I was younger, I used to do this all the time. Like every single game, I'd go to like, like I'd go to every game obviously, and every single time I'd buy a program, and I've got like three or three shoe boxes full of programs like stacked to the brim, like overflowing. But I don't buy them anymore because like. I don't know why I just fell away from buying them, but like I've got millions of them. It's just pure addictive buying them. I, I'm the same. I, I still buy them, and I will actively look out for them when I go to a game. Like um, I'll, I'll like leave my group and go and find the program seller or whatever to find it, and I, I still get them. I get them delivered by the post for the games for this year and all that. Like I, I still have them. My, my, my wife hates it, but um, I have got hundred, I used to collect them as a kid, and like again with. My uncle, being a Rangers fan, he used to buy them every week as well, and then I'd get them and I'd just sit and read through them all and all that. So I know I absolutely love programs, and I still I'm one of the mugs that still buys them. Yeah, I'm the exact same. I buy them every single game as well. And the only ground I stopped buying them at was Ibrox because they put nothing about Thistle in it, and I was like, I'm not just going to buy a Rangers program to read about Rangers. But uh, yeah, I buy them at every other ground basically. Well, we move on and talk about the things we miss because it probably ties in quite nicely about our superstitions. I don't really yeah. have any superstitions, but like my match day rituals, get up. I used to live in Glasgow. I've moved out to East Kilbride now, but it would be going to the Shish Mahal about midday. Shish Mahal, get a curry. If you've got time, go to Cooper's right next to the Shish Mahal for a couple of pints. Catch a bit of the, the midday kickoff, the lunchtime kickoff, whatever that may be, and then walk up to Fahill from there. And then if you're lucky, three or four times a season, Queen's Park host a quiz. And I've got a few Queen's Park supporting pals and you go to the social club there after the game. Other than that, back to Cooper's if not, or back home to join your sorrows. But uh, the Shish Mahal and Cooper's, especially the Shish Mahal, is what I'm missing. And specifically the naan bread and chicken biryani from the Shish Mahal is what I'm desperately missing. 
if I'm honest, I think I'm missing away games a bit more, to be honest, because I just I love going to away games. It's probably my favourite thing to do, but uh, I really do miss I miss getting ready to get out because usually have to get out earlier for away games. I miss just walking up to the supporters bus, seeing everybody on it you haven't seen for about two weeks because obviously there's a home game quite often in between them. Uh, I miss seeing everyone on it. I miss chatting to them on the way up to the game. You know, the excitement building, the closer you get to the ground, the team sheet coming out. I just miss all those small kind of things. And I love going on the bus on the way back after a win, especially, you know, the buzz on the bus, everyone chatting about it. Even stuff like, I mean, it's obviously not as good after like a draw, but just a discussion on the bus on the way back down. I just love that kind of thing. All those small things, I just I just miss it so much and never taking it for granted again when we go back on. Home games, I obviously do miss them, but I don't miss them as much. I don't have a huge ritual. I just get the bus from my house to Far Hill. I mean, I uh, I don't drink too often, so I don't go to the pub before games or after games. So I just literally just I just go there and back on the bus. So I'm the exact same as Jamie. Like obviously I get the John Hill bus. Jamie gets that too. I'm one of these people. Like see if I've got something on that day. Like if I've got something planned, I just sit there waiting until near like that time to do it. Do you know what I mean? So like on a Saturday, I've obviously been waiting all week to go to the Thistle game, and say the bus is it one o'clock it'll get to about 11 o'clock and I'm already about to leave the, leave the house to make my way down like sometimes I'll just leave my car at my house and walk there or get a train or something just to make it give me something to do like I just can't wait to get to the game and same with Jamie I don't really drink much anymore so like a lot of the boys um that I go to games with like obviously Manpreet, Jack Carson, Logan, Craig McFarlane I'm not going to name them all but anyway they used to all get the bus as well but they obviously all got banned because used to like how you drink on the bus and that but Obviously, the John Hill bus, it's a, it's a class bus, and they, they abide by the rules. So it's just the away days are much better, in my opinion, as well. Like, you make a whole day of it. Do you know, do you know what I mean? I, well, much, I remember Matt used to do the pie um, rating on, uh, on on Twitter or whatever. My big thing when I go to an away day is uh, a fish supper. I mean, well, we've, I've literally been to games with Matt where I've like, told him, uh, no, we need to take a diversion to the to the chippy in Dunfermline. We're bad. Uh, an hour and a half cutting about in Fairman looking for a chippy one night. It was, it, it, and to be fair, what a chippy! It was absolutely worth it. But um, why, why go to a chippy in Dunfermline when you get Brideys and East End Park? <laughs> well, no, what see that. Well, oh no, like, well, this is it. I have quite a few friends from Dunfermline, and I asked them, look, because it was my ritual. I go get a chippy. I says, which chippy should I go to? And every single one of them said, you need to go to the Brig. I, I, I miss that. Uh, I miss my, my chippy uh, away days. The Falcon and Alla as well is uh, one of my absolute favourites. Um, there's one one of Mary Hill Marcos is quite good, but it's not. Uh, it's not like when you go to a, a team at like at the coast or something. That's always cracking. Um, but yeah, I, I I I do miss the away days. I miss the the sort of thrill of when you see the stadium for the first time when you go to like because I've been trying to tick off the forty two. When you get another one of the 42, it's like when we went to Stenhouse Muir a year or two ago, I hadn't been to Steny before. And um, I was just like a kid at Christmas waiting to go to Steny. Like literally the only person excited about going to fucking Stenhouse Muir. Um, but I was so excited by it. And a part of it was getting a chippy uh, on the way uh, on the way there and stuff like that. And yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm in agreement. I absolutely love it all days. I love going to Far Hill, but... There's nothing like a, 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 an away day journey. It is literally a full day thing and you enjoy the whole day. Moving on, Jamie, you mentioned earlier that we stick with Thistle despite the fact it's been far from ideal. It is Valentine's Day. So what makes Thistle a relationship worth sticking with? Why, why do you not split with them? Yeah, because they're my team. You know, I just, uh, I'll never stop going to every game. I just love going to them. Like I said earlier on about the away games, it's great seeing people you know at them, you know, the faces you're friends with at the games class just seeing them chat to them on the way there even you know if it's a defeat or anything it's just good seeing the same people I love going I just I love watching the team it's one of my favorite things in the whole week just getting to see my team play you know I'd rather honestly I'd rather go watch my team get smashed 5-0 or 5-1 off Morton than you know could do something else I'd rather honestly I'd rather always be at the game obviously I'd prefer to see them win but yeah, I just, I just, I just love going to all the games. I'm never going to stop going to them. I'm going to be one of them turn into a fistle dial one day, complaining on whatever social media there is in like 50 years' time. But you know, it's, it's gonna. I just, I just love going to games. I'm never going to stop going. I, I, this is going to sound very masochistic. I quite enjoy the misery. I, I do quite enjoy it. I, I, I like it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's quite strange. Like. <laughs> Uh, honestly, like, because as I said, like when I was a kid, I was a, I, I was, uh, you know, I supported Rangers and stuff like that, 
and it was during nine in a row, and he'd win everything. And you're and after a while you'd be like, this was alright like the first year, and uh, you just you just keep winning all the time, and there's no jeopardy whatsoever, like no jeopardy whatsoever watching them. And um, I I enjoy the jeopardy. I enjoy the fact that we might get pumped at the Ironbury Cup by Albion Rovers, or we might beat Hearts. Like I I enjoy that it is such a such a toss up, and that like. I, I've always said on here that I, I don't really care if we win or lose, to be honest. Like, I like it when we win, obviously celebrating stuff like that. But if we lose, I'm not pure smashing seats up or going frothing online or anything like that um, every week, you know, just being a raging, raging person all the time. I, I just enjoy having a team that I can go to. And it's for me, the thing is, is that with everything in your life, that sort of three o'clock to five o'clock at Far Hill or wherever you are, you don't think of anything else in your life at all. You don't think of the, good, the bad things or anything. Everything is focused on that. And you've got your friends around you and you could chat and stuff and, you know, you have a laugh and all that. But for those two hours, you don't think of anything else in your life. And it's it's zen. It's genuinely zen. So it doesn't matter if you get beat 4-0 or anything like that because, you, you know, ultimately, what is a 4-0 defeat? Do you know what I mean? In your life, you know, we all go through bad things and stuff like that getting beat 4-0 and stuff like that is nothing and it's just I absolutely love the fact that I can just go and just everything else washes away in your life and you just concentrate on this and you see your pals and then that, that's it and you know and you don't have you just it's a wee bit of respite from the horrible horrible world that, that we that we inhabit it doesn't matter why I'm going to Fur Hill if it's a game or go to buy a ticket for a cup game or you know just passing or whatever I still get the same feeling every time I go of just being sur- being surrounded by it, of just that, that childish exuberance that you just look for, of going to Far Hill regardless of the reason. Yeah, I love going to Jack and Ellis for my, my lunch and stuff like that. I, 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 you can't, I don't think of it, I can't think of a feeling that I get at all that even compares to walking up to Far Hill irrespective of the reason. It's just everything about it, just I absolutely adore it. I, 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 I can't find anything that even comes close to it for me and it's just yeah I, I just really love it and I think you're right in the sense that you know obviously recording yourself on a podcast saying I'll never stop going to Fistle Games is a highly dangerous and ominous thing to do when you chuck it in six years but um, it'll, it'll definitely just get repeated and put online and stuff like that but I, I, I don't see myself um, losing the bug it, it's just again it is my it is my zen it's my respite where I can go and nothing else matters and it's fantastic I can sort of relate to that David I wouldn't say um, I enjoy the misery but I think most of us our first games were more than 10 years ago but I think most of us started going week in week out in the last 10 years or so and for the last 10 years we've never had like a boring season we're always, we always seem to go for something whether it be promotion trying to stay up going for a top six. We never seem to have a sort of nothing season since maybe Ian McCall's first spell in charge. And when you look at all the clubs in Scotland, there's probably apart from Celtic and Rangers, no clubs can say that every season for the last 10 years they've been really fighting for something and not just sort of drifting in mid-table. And maybe this has sour grapes at these clubs because we've got a sort of distant relationship with other clubs in Scottish football at the moment. Some clubs have had success in cups, but you look at clubs like maybe Morton, Motherwell, Kilmarnock, they've had the odd good season, but for most of it, they're always in the same leagues and they're always just sort of mid-table floating about. Maybe it is good supporting a club like that, but supporting a club like Thistle where there's always something riding on it, even though there are difficult times and relegations, it's great fun, it's never boring. It's an important part of how I got attached, I think, because it was always seemed to be something riding on a game. I am um, just touching on like what you said there, Matt. Like every season, there's something riding on it. I swear, like the first three seasons, I started following Fissel from maybe 2008 to 2011 or something, 2007 to 2011. We finished sixth in the championship, well, the first division at the time every year, and that was when it was only first place got promoted. So every year, like for the last few months, the season's done. You're just playing for what position you finish in, really. But like, I never found it boring. I was just because I always still look going to the, always still look forward to going to the game at the weekend. And as you said, since then, every season it's been 
a title push, fighting to avoid relegation, fighting for top six. There's always something happening. And just on what makes Thistle special, like, as David said, he's like, I'm the only person looking forward to going to Stenhouse Muir. I think, well, a lot of Thistle fans in general, we love going to these wee grounds and that, but you'll say to, like, your Rangers supporting power, Celtic supporting power, and you'll be like, oh, fuck, going to Stenhouse Muir, like a wee shitty grin or whatever. But these are the people that only, they only know are the old firm games or European nights. Like, they don't know the first thing about what being a supporter really is, you know what I mean? I'm not saying that for all of them, of course, but there's people out there that just, they just know the big games, you know what I mean? The wee games are what mean the most, like travelling halfway across the country on a Tuesday night to watch a team draw now now during a storm, that's what being a fan is, and it, that's what makes all the memories. Um, it's special seeing like, all these people, like, you see these people more than a lot of your family, basically. Like, Jamie on the bus, like, Matt, David, use all you, and then the boys I sat with at the games, I see them every week, whether it's home or away. And then, speaking on the success and the misery sort of thing, I was 13 when we won the first division, and that's obviously the only title I've ever seen us win. I'm 21 now, and we've not had any title success or cup success since. So these things don't come around often. And I remember being at Falkirk when we won the league title um, and I was with my grander and he had like a wee necklace on or something it was like a wee photo of his brother in it and he was like oh your, your great uncle would have loved to have been here today it's just like special things like that like with Rangers and Celtic fans you're seeing success every year we'll get, we'll get it next season with Fistel you don't know when the next the next title's coming around the corner the next cup it's been 50 years since we last won a cup do you know what I mean like but it's just the hope it never goes away you hope oh we'll win the league next season or you never know, do you know what I mean? But it's just, it's different being a Fissile fan. I wouldn't change it for the world. I am the exact same. I love I love going to the small grounds. It's actually one of my favourite things to do. I love, that's like one of the reasons I love the cup group stages so much because you get a chance to go to a ground you might not have gone to before. Like, I remember we've been to, the first time we went to Stenhouse Muir because we seemed to draw them a lot in the cup. But it was great going there for the first time. And yeah, we've drawn Albion Rovers away. You know, games like that, I just, I've loved going to them. It's just, and you get to see the new squad and again go on new grounds. I love that kind of thing. You just don't experience it, like we said, if you're an old firm fan, because you're never in the group stages. That's just an example off the top of my head because you're in Europe instead. As much as I'd obviously absolutely love to see our team in Europe one day, you know, I, I, I do love stuff at the cup group stage and you just don't experience that if you support a bigger team. Another thing, if you support a bigger team, I feel you're just more of a number. You're just one person in a stadium of like 60,000, 50,000, whatever. Whereas if you're a Thistle, you're actually part of a, I know people hate that term, family club, but you are part of more of a family. You actually do kind of feel more like part of a club, part of an identity. And I just love that kind of thing. You just, I feel you just don't get that at bigger clubs. Uh, we'll finish. I'm going to come round each of you and I've got four questions and try and keep the answers as short as possible. I'm really, uh, just looking at the time, don't want to run on for too long. So first one, what is the best shout or chant you have heard at a ground while supporting Thistle? David first. Uh, I vividly remember once we went to Hamilton away at one point. Uh, I think it was the year we got relegated, um, and it was a Tuesday night game. And I sat down, and literally 30 seconds before the whistle went to start it, somebody shouted into this Sainsbury's pish, and I just found it. <laughs> I, I, I just found it to be the best cutting insult. It was just so spot on, and it was just. It made, I was absolutely buckling with laughter at it to the point where me and my friend now use it in general vernacular all the time to describe stuff just into this Sainsbury's pish. <laughs> Jamie? Uh, the last game of the season, the Gary Caldwell season, the 2018-19 season, we played Queen of the South away, that 3-0 win. I remember there was an announcement on the tannoy from the police to move the supporters' buses. Uh, and then the fans started chanting, we uh, we park where we want, which was obviously, if you're not a Fistle <laughs> fan, it's not as funny, but it was funny at the time, obviously, because it's just a variation on one of the, our usual chants. And it was it was definitely funny at the time, and everyone just blew, uh, booing the police announcement and stuff like that. I know it might, it might not sound funny to someone else, but at the time, it, it was very funny. So that, that, that was one of the best chants I've heard. And another uh, wee quick comment on that as well, there was a variation of that up at Ross County as well. Where people wanted to sit behind the goal once in the game we could have got top six. They didn't let them at first, but then they ended up opening it and they got to sit there and then they tried to reset where we want as well. So they've done it twice. <laughs> Reese, I just remember once when David mentioned Hamilton there, I remember I was at Hamilton before and it must have touched someone's hand like handball and a guy just stands up behind me and starts screaming at the top of his lungs. He's like, oh, ref, that cunt's playing fucking basketball. 
And I just like I just remember everyone's like it's just just one of these stupid shouts you don't expect to hear at a football game and everyone's pure taken aback by it. Like just people laughing around you and then obviously the famous chants are from like Ian Bateman, you know what I mean? Ian Bateman's one one of the best guys that I actually love. Oh, yeah. I love um, game. You just hear you actually hear his chants from the other end of the stadium. Hustle Jags, like him on the football team and all that, do you know? Come what I mean? on, Jags, you hear yeah. that every every game. I love that. I honestly yeah. went about five years hearing them every game and just going, Oh, it's the it's the come on Jags guy and I didn't even realise it was the guy who was selling me the fifty fifty and then I met him once, I was like, It's you, you're come on Jags guy. <laughs> Me and you, Matt, in terms of our relationship and certainly with Mark and all that, we all have very self-deprecating humour. I think a lot of FISA fans have very self-deprecating humour. And it's sort of, you know, um, it can be a dark humour at times and stuff like that, where you, you absolutely, like, it's very much the club for us because we all have this sort of, we, we have this gallows humour mentality where even when things are bad, we make light of it, we make jokes of it and stuff like that. And, like, we... We 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 find the positive, or we cheer ourselves up and make ourselves laugh with it. That a, a club like Thistle is really right for that. Again, like a team like Morton or Kilmarnock or something like that. Well, they'll have bad seasons, you know, and they'll have they'll make jokes each other about you know when they're bad and stuff like that. But I just don't think it's quite the same as like the, the sort of self-deprecation that that we have as a club and and as a fan base. And I think that's just kind of why I was attracted to it a little bit. There is a sort of a lot of infighting, especially online amongst Thistle fans, but I think on the whole, the, the sense of humour is great, and I think it has to be. When, as David mentioned, you go through so much misery, you can't take yourselves too seriously. One of the first games I went to, well, I think maybe one of the first away Thistle games I went to, uh, when Ian McCall was in charge, the first time round, we were 4-0 down at Capital. I think it finished 4-2, but we were 4-0 down, and Ian McCall was writing away in his, his wee notebook, and somebody just stood up. It was sort of an innocuous bit of play, like nothing had really happened. He just stood up and went, how many times can you write the word shite on that book, Michael? And That got laughs. That was the highlight of the day, getting studied at Capitol. But, uh, aye. I remember something similar to that. It's not, it wasn't about McCall's notebook, but you know last season when we got pumped 5-1 at Dunfermline? Yeah. I remember we were 5-0 down at the time and we were just passing the ball about the back. I don't know if anyone else had stayed that long to see this. But we were just passing it. Like Honestly, it was like a triangle. It went from, it was like Penrace to Bannigan to Williamson to uh, or Kakai or someone. It was just going round and round and round and round. And so someone in the crowd just said, I back to me now. And for some reason at the time, that was, it was just very, <laughs> fun. it was just very funny at the time. But uh, that game was awful. So it was just a, a small thing, a small bit of amusement in an absolutely shite game. Right, I'll come round you all again. Who was the first favourite player you had? I'll ask you next, who is your, who's your favourite player that you've ever seen at Thistle? But who was that first player that really caught your eye when you first started going, David? I absolutely loved Higgy. Like, absolutely adored Higgy. And, uh, Higgy and Balotone, but Higgy especially was the one where I just absolutely loved everything he did. And even, I, I think I mentioned this before, but even in the, in the season, sort of last season when he wasn't that good, I'd always sit there and... and Childish expectation going, you know, Higgy's going to score for like 25 yards. He's going to like jump. He's going to do something amazing because he's Higgy and he's just absolute, an absolute god. And um, I, he, he can do no wrong in my eyes. I absolutely love them. Jamie? Yeah, I'm going to agree with David. Higgy, absolutely loves watching him play. He's, uh, he probably is my all time favourite player, even though he was only here for two seasons. He actually does beat Dolan, which most fans probably wouldn't agree with. But absolutely loved watching Higgy play. He, was, he could just create a moment of magic out of nothing. He lit up any game. I remember there were so many times he just dragged us back into a game. One sticks out in my mind. We were losing 1-0 to Kilmarnock in the 13-14 season. He just dragged us back into that game. He scored a free kick and then he provided the assist for Taylor Sinclair to score the winner. And he just, I remember another game, he tore Motherwell apart in that 3-4 game. Uh, obviously, the 4-2 game at Hearts. There's so many great moments for him. I made a thread on Twitter, Cheeky uh, Wee Plug, but, uh, of uh, his best moments. It's just because there's just so many to talk about. I just... Loved watching him play, and I was so gutted when he left. I was so gutted, and I remember he got quite a lot of abuse when he came back as well to play against us. And I just, I definitely didn't boom. I couldn't bring myself to like give him any abuse. I just, I loved watching him play. And I was really hoping at the start of this season when we were getting linked from that he was coming back. And when I saw him sign for Kelly Hearts, that, that again, it was just like watching him leave all over again. Just, oh, I just loved watching him play, and this is probably one of the worst feelings I felt when I saw that he had left. Reese, um. When I first started going, I just I just absolutely adored Liam Buchanan. I mean, as I said, like my first game, 
uh, we beat Berwick Rangers 5-1 I'm sure Buchanan scored twice that day as well definitely scored one at least and I just I just loved him man like a wee diminutive striker I used to wear his uh, socks inside out and like, he was always a top goal scorer when I first started going and see the day he left I was actually gutted man I, I was actually worst day of my life probably nah I'm joking but honestly like I actually remember thinking oh we'll never come back for this we went up, we went up in the Lowland League or something and we've lost Liam Buchanan but obviously you're just young you don't realise like footballers come and go all the time but and I just remember like my granddad knew someone someone to do with the club or something so I got like a tour in the stadium when I was younger once and I was in the changing room with all the players and they were like oh who's your favourite player in that and I just remember being like oh Liam Buchanan get my photos with him and all that it was just times it's back it's so nostalgic man like you just have so many of these good wee memories supporting clubs it's brilliant absolutely right Liam Buchanan was there when I started going regularly as well I'm going to give an honourable mention to Stevie Murray mostly so I can get a Doctor Who reference in in Logopolis which was Tom Baker's last episode there's like a character called The Watcher and it's Peter Davidson's incarnation in sort of just outline form before he becomes Peter Davidson and that's what Stevie Murray was like to Stevie Lawless. They were really similar. So it was like having Stevie Lawless almost there before Stevie Lawless, the real thing, came in. He was like a wee tricky winger. And he was really he was really entertaining to watch. But I'd say my favourite player uh, when I started going, as I mentioned on the Cherney episode, I'm a goalie, so I was looking out for the goalies. Johnny Tuffy, he was a great goalie. And I'm surprised his career sort of tailed off in the way it did. I thought he could have been a Premiership goalkeeper in Scotland and maybe beyond that. I know he get capped for Northern Ireland, but maybe it was personal reasons. I don't know why he sort of finished his career. Well, he's still going. He just got moved the other week, but finished his career in Northern Ireland when I think he could have had a, a really good career at a good level, Tuffy. Yeah, you're right, Matt. He was great for us. And I was actually, as you said, because he got a move last week, I was looking at his Wikipedia and that, and I'm sure I just I checked. He was like 21 or something when he was with us, like proper young for a keeper. And he was brilliant back then, so... I'm surprised that he didn't do more of his career, but could be personal reasons. He might have just went, wanted to go back, fell out of love with it, you never know. I come round you all again. Who's your favourite player that you've seen at home or home and away following Thistle over the years, David? I mean, it's obviously Chris Dolan, right? It's quite clear Chris Dolan is the, he's the light in my life, the wind beneath my wings. Um, I absolutely adore him. I would also give a shout to... Um, Stuart Bannigan, purely because he is a local boy to myself. He went to my school, and it's nice to see. Like, he's he basically taken the path I could have been if I'd actually been any good at football. And he's been with us for so long, and he loves a good uh, red card, and you just love to see it. I think we'll all be sending Valentine's cards to Chris Dolan. Is anyone going to advance on Chris Dolan? I'll, I'll change up on that. I've got something. Um, this is it's weird because. You obviously think Dolan Erskine and that, and it's, it's tough to think of someone apart from him. But in terms of a player that I loved and thought he was like the best player that I've seen playing for Thistle, maybe, was Scott McDonald. And to tie in with the Valentine's theme, he was on record saying that like Thistle helped him fall back in love with football. And I'm sure that he helped a lot of Thistle fans fall back in love with football because we were going through a tough few years, a tough few years and we still are to this day, but that period he was there. Right, he played 13 games, seven goals, four assists. Like it was brilliant. You just thought he'd score every game. You could see that it was a level above even at the age he's at, and he's still going to this day in the A League in Australia, like scoring goals, free kick against Aloha. Like got he put us ahead in the Scottish Cup quarter final replay, and for those five ten minutes, I actually thought it was dreaming of Hamden. Do you know what I mean? And it was brilliant for us. I would have done anything to see him in a full season at Thistle. Do you know what I mean? What a great player he was for us, and I remember like. Always hated him, like hated him at Motherwell, hated him at Celtic. It was just like, like a tore you know what I mean? But that's the players you need. That's the player, like wind up the opposition fans. And we say we say it all the time, but you need more of those characters at Thistle. And it was brilliant to have him on our side for the short period of time that he was here. Watching McDonald Aye, just bam up uh, opponents, like defenders and stuff like that, it's just absolutely, it was the most fun thing to do. To, you always wanted to be behind the goal for whenever he was playing because you would just watch him just wind people up and it was just incredible I absolutely adored him I agree I loved watching Scott McDonald play and like Reese said see before he signed for us I couldn't stand Scott McDonald like, it was funny he was a player I just oh, I hated watching him play he was, he was always so good at getting free kicks out of the referee and stuff I just it was so frustrating I remember we drew 1-1 with Motherwell in the top 6 season Erskine scored for us and Scott McDonald scored the equaliser and he just ran in front of the 
knife stand and I was like oh he's such a deckhead but then uh, I then ended up signing for us and I absolutely loved him completely changed my opinion on him I just loved the guy he was he basically did keep us up that season. There's obviously other important players, but he his goals and his general play. He was such an intelligent player. His spatial awareness and his not when make timing runs and like he was just such a good player. He was a joy to watch. And as we said, I'd love to have seen him for a full season. Or just you know, I wish I just wish he'd stayed the next season because I don't think we would be where we are now if we'd had Scott McDonald last season. Also, I'm, I'm pretty sure we wouldn't have got relegated. Obviously, the relegation was controversial. We wouldn't have been bottom come when the football got called off if we had Scott McDonald I don't think he was great to watch now we honourable mention to Aaron Taylor Sinclair I thought he was a brilliant player down the left I love watching him to finish up then I'll, I'll come round you all I know Reese has mentioned that special moments don't come around too often for Thistle but what is the, the best moment that you've enjoyed in the stands supporting Thistle my, my favourite one is absolutely a shadow of a doubt um, Fitzpatrick's uh, goal against Dundee United just for the sheer chaos of the fans afterwards. Um, I remember it was obviously an injury time and uh, I, I ran down and was in the, the throng and I remember it was just this it was this, this guy next to me just in absolute tears absolute tears. He just looked the happiest person you ever had and we just we just grabbed each other and just hugged each other and just were like just so incredibly happy and everybody was just jumping all over us and stuff like that. And it was just the the best moment of just seeing another, it just it just another Thistle fan exactly like you that you don't know, and you're both just locked in that moment of just being this is the best thing ever. And then the fact that they went and scored, uh, Dundee United then scored an equaliser that was chopped offside straight afterwards, just is the most Thistle moment ever. Just this outpouring of emotion nearly get chucked away for um, ninety seconds was just the most Thistle moment for me. Yeah, Fitzpatrick Dundee United is a moment that'll live for me forever. A lot of them, a lot of the best moments were in the promotion season. You look at games like uh, we beat Morton at Firhill, the the two late goals at Airdrie that we've already all mentioned on the podcast and and whatnot um, on the Twelve Days of Archie special, and like they they were great days, like great times. But this one game actually sticks out to me as my favourite Thistle game, and actually people will say this is sad, but I actually say like, this was the best day of my life. I just remember it like I was meant to be going on a school trip uh, with geography or something. And I was like, nah, I can't go because Thistle were playing away to Tynecastle during the week, uh, away to Hearts at Tynecastle. And I was like, I'm not going because we could stay up. And it was a big game. And obviously we ended up winning 4-2. It was a, a, an unreal night. There was about two, two 3,000 Thistle fans there. It was actual mad celebrations at full time. The goals that we scored coming back for 2-1 down, like everything about that night was unreal. Like the feeling getting back on the bus after it, like we've actually stayed up in the Prem. Because I remember, I remember my mate saying at the beginning of the season, he was a Celtic fan. He was like, Oh, Fissel get relegated away about six points or something. They'll be the worst team to ever grace the top flight and all that. And I'm like, no bother, mate. Since he just staying up that first season, it was it was actual magical feeling, like proving all the doubters wrong. We actually came up, played great football and stuff, and then to cap it all off, scoring four goals at Tynecastle, like in the manner that we did. Gary Fraser's wonder strike. Like I'll never ever forget that night. Brilliant day. I've got Jimmy. two random small moments that I was uh, going to say. Obviously, the Morton game would be... I didn't appreciate it enough at the time, but so that's why I'm not going to count that. But two moments I absolutely loved. One was Story's last-minute winner against Dundee, even though we got relegated that season, just because we hadn't won in the league all season. So it was just kind of elation and relief when that goal went in. I just, uh, that goal was just felt, felt great when that went in. Another one, it's going to sound kind of weird, but the first game of the top, split, top six split, when we drew to two at Hearts, I loved being in the stand for that game because it was kind of like I was just sitting there thinking like what we'd achieve that season. And that season, I think I just felt like we went into every game thinking we've got a chance to win. And if we'd beaten Hearts that day, we genuinely could have maybe gone on to finish fifth that season instead of sixth. I think we only finished with four points behind them in the end. So if we'd actually won that game, if we hadn't got screwed over with that red card for divine in the penalty, we could have ended up going on to finish fifth. You never know. But that game, I just I loved it. Just sitting there thinking about what we'd achieve that season. Just watching it, being like so laid back instead of being like, oh, the back of my mind, we could still maybe go down, which was always the case when we were on the bottom six. I just loved it. Just feeling so relaxed in the game, looking at what we'd achieved. It was just, and we got brought a good crowd that day as well. I think I was, I was sitting next to Liam Lindsay and Sean Welsh in the stand as well, which made it funnier as well. It's just a great day, that. I think just listening to your guys' favourite moments there, it really sums up being a Thistle fan, especially in the last 10 years, that there's not been that much to cheer about. And you really do cherish any sort of victory. And just hearing like your individual accounts of those games there, which 
from an outsider's perspective, or even Thistle fans' perspectives, might not seem that special, but just because you've experienced it in a certain way makes it special to you. And I think that is what sort of sums up being a Thistle fan. My favourite moment, I'm surprised it's not been mentioned yet, would be, be Doolan's 100th goal. Um, to get it at home in, in such an important game and in front of well, in front of his home fans, I don't think we'll ever see anything like that at Thistle again. And if we do, we'll be very lucky. A player to stay for, well, that was his eighth or ninth year, but to stay for 10 or 11 years, get to 100 goals in a successful Thistle team like he did and being such a great guy off the pitch as well, it couldn't have happened to a nicer, a nicer guy and a more fitting Thistle player. And that that was a great day. That day we beat Ross County 2-1. And you sort of knew it wasn't the day we secured top six, but when Doolan scored... And we turned that game around. You're like, yeah, we're going to come top six. This is a good team. And it was, it was a great day. I don't think we'll have a player like that again. If we do, we'll be extremely lucky. So that, that that's my favourite Thistle moment of recent years. To miss the football even more, even though it's only stream. I miss the stream football. Now, <laughs> sounds ridiculous at this point. I missed watching the football that made me miss watching the football. But I just, I, I just miss watching the streams. Uh, Jamie, Reese, David, it's been, it's been really great talking to you this afternoon. Um, it's brought back some some really nice memories in a time where I think we're all missing football. Jamie's just mentioned there that he's he's even missing the streams. So it's it's been really enjoyable. To everyone who's listened, I hope you've really enjoyed it. We'll hopefully be back soon with weekly episodes if league football returns to Fur Hill and beyond in leagues one and two. So we're fingers crossed for that. But thank you for joining us on our Valentine's Day special. And as always, stay safe and wear a mask. Just too good to be true